1: Standing on that rubble with uh, President uh, Bush at the time, with that bullhorn, was the lieutenant colonel of the New York State Police, uh, Daniel Weiss, who is with us here in the studios today. Daniel, uh, describe for us what that moment was like, because I know there was a lot of potential uh, political tension in the air. This was not Bush country. Uh, He was not uh, thought of very highly after that contentious campaign.
0: Yes, Curtis, that's 100% true, and thank you for all your service for the past four-plus decades all over the country. You've done a great job, and we met back in 1987, and I've never forgotten that day, too. But 9-11, when Bob was asked to come up onto the fire engine with the, with the president, it was tense. It was very tense. Uh, the president had driven over. Uh, he spoke. Uh, he addressed the country, and you could see the people coming alive, which was a nice thing to actually witness standing there in the crowd. When it ended, he handed this bullhorn to Governor Pataki, who was closest to him. Governor Pataki handed it to me. I tried to give it to the Secret Service. They wouldn't take it. Next to me was Senator Schumer. I wasn't letting go of the bullhorn in fear <laughs> that where would it wind up. Right. So I handed it to one of my guys that was NYPD officer, Bobby Mistrodi. I said, don't do me a favor. Get this into the governor's truck. Let's secure it. We'll figure it out later on. From there, we all went up to the Jacob Javits Center, uh, where the president wanted to meet the families that were waiting for news. And I immediately made a couple of phone calls. I called Superintendent Jim McMahon. I explained to him, I have this. I want you to know I have it. I then called the uh, uh, Inspector General of the State of New York, Roz Moskoff. I explained to her, we have this, and we're going to secure it. Uh, With me was Jerry McQueen, who was running the Javits Center at those days, retired NYP. PD detective, and another great, great NYPD officer. We did. We secured it. We put it away. Uh, The president came back a few days later to have pizza with the firemen. Karen Hughes was there. I knew Karen from when uh, the president was the governor of of Texas. I explained to her, I said, I have this. I need some guidance. And she said, my God, we thought it was lost forever. Protect it with your life, which is obviously what we did. I had put it into a Harley-Davidson leather bag that my Daily clothes used to stay in. It never came out until I got a call from uh, the White House in late January of the next year. Uh, Believe it or not, it was from a woman named Dana, Dana Perino, who was working in the White House, and said we needed to bring it to the White House. And I said, uh, well, first we have to let the governor know we have it. And there was silence. She goes, what do you mean the governor doesn't know you have it? I was instructed by Karen Hughes to protect this thing with my life. Nobody knows me. But we got it together. We were able to go to the White House in February of 2002 and return it. But that day was similar to 2001 itself. It was magical. Things came together. Everybody worked together, and it was just an incredible thing to be a part of. As you know, uh, even watching it today again on television, it just you know it's hard to watch. It well, really
1: Lieutenant Governor, uh, I'm sorry, Lieutenant Colonel Daniel Weese. Um, I happened to see what the state troopers were doing because we were broadcasting uh, on the 17th floor of Madison Square Garden, uh, the Plaza, and across the street they were housed in the Hotel Pennsylvania. So you saw the state trooper vehicles all around the block. You saw the men and women uh, spending 18, 20 hours a day assisting other law enforcement in any capacity they can do. They never really got the kind of attention and recognition that they were due because – we just assume, oh, there they are with the smoky the Bear hats, you know, the gray uh, flannel outfits. And uh, did you sort of describe not only their role, but the fact that there's never been a complaint or never been anyone who said, hey, what about us? You know, we were down there. We've become ill as a result of exposure. You yourself, Dan, have suffered uh, medical complications because of uh, exposure. Uh, This should be a time when people understand the role of the state police uh, in being down at the pit.
0: Yes, it was tough. We were put into a position where we drew people from every corner of the state of New York, from Buffalo, from Messina, everywhere. The guys came down. Some of them were brand new. Some of them hadn't been to the city before. You see them looking up at the tall buildings, but they all were committed. Not one of them ever complained. We immediately got a phone call, get them out of that hotel that's full of everything but what it should be, we did. We moved the troopers right away to a a more palatable place, and they stayed here for better than six months. No complaints. They did their jobs. And, yes, we've had from every corner of the state guys that have become sick and unfortunately passed away. I lost two of my own detail to date that have died from 9-11. It's been tough, and we have more. We have more that are sick. I just saw that uh, the current governor has decided to take another look at what's happened to the troopers because they're not going by the same rules. I don't want to get political here, excuse me for that, but they do have to be handled the same way. They have to be gone by the federal rules that say if you were there, you spent the time, then it's presumptive evidence that this was caused. We haven't gone by those rules. We've gone by the rules where the state says prove it, and the guys haven't been treated properly. So hopefully with these new changes, I'm hoping that they're going to get what they need because they deserve it. You really do.